Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the NFL Scotland podcast. We're continuing our conversations with the Claymores as we celebrate 25 years since that famous World Bowl win. My name is Cameron Hobbs and absolutely delighted for what is a flagship show for the NFL Scotland podcast to be delighted to be joined by three men that helped lead us to that victory by leading us down the park on a regular basis. Please welcome back to the conversation, wide receiver, Scott Cooper. Thanks for having me. And another returning member, a member of the NFL Scotland podcast team. Please welcome back the quarterback that led us there, Jim Ballard. Good evening. Appreciate you having me on as always. And we're absolutely delighted to welcome for the first time the World Bowl MVP himself. Please welcome Joe Murphy. How you guys doing? I appreciate being on. So let's get things kicked off then. And guys, first of all, 25 years since the World Bowl. Does it feel like 25 years? Uh, in some ways, I think so. Body-wise, I'm a little more beat up than I was when I was 24. But, uh, you know, you, you, I watched the game as we we're talking about, you know, offline. And, you know, those feelings immediately rush back. And, you know, knowing it was like with the, in the huddle with those guys and, you know, the plays that were made that day and the emotion of the game. I mean, it was back and forth, turnovers, uh, unbelievable catches, you know, a lot of offense. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't. Is, is the best way I can explain it. But uh, an unbelievable day and unbelievable memories, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, the same as uh, as Jim. I mean, it it feels like a long time ago. I feel like I've, I've lived a lifetime since then. Uh, but, you know, the memories are, are you know, fresh. Um, uh, it was exciting. It's always fun to do, uh, you know, great things with great people. And you, you just never forget that. Right, so let's go back to before the game then. How were you feeling before it? What was it like in the build-up? Were the nerves bad? I was excited. I mean, I, I was I was still pretty fresh out of, um, you know, a national championship at Mount Union, which was the first at the time. And, uh, you know, to, for, for me, there was, you know, it was, it was very similar in that, you know, the Scottish Claimers had never won a World Bowl. Here we are, you know, with a chance to win it for the first time, uh, you know, to clinch home field advantage after the first five games was was obviously huge the crowd was unbelievable that day uh you know there was forty thousand, but the, the way that the stadium was with how it overhangs i mean the sound would go up and come back down on the on the you know on the grass or the pitch as you guys call it and i mean it was loud and you know they did a great job of uh you know getting behind us and creating some penalties on for them um it's just a tremendous day and i, I was excited i you know, we, we, Joe and I re, really had a, a lot of chemistry, especially coming off that Barcelona game. I think we really picked it up. Scott hit Scott on the deep post for a touchdown in that game. And offensively, you know, we were just clicking. You know, Saran was the number one rusher in the, you know, in NFL Europe once again. Our defense was playing outstanding. And man, there was just, there was no way we're losing that game. There was, there was just no way. I don't care who was over there. That it just wasn't happening. Not, not, a, not on our home field. Yo, you'd had a great season up until that point. Um, though, of course, we lost uh, Sean LaChapelle just ahead of the game. How did that impact you? Did that make you any more nervous? Um, you know, honestly, uh, not at all. You know, I think you go out every game, whether who you have on the field or, or who isn't on the field, and you just focus on your job. Um, so as a receiver, you know, if you get one or 20 thrown at you, you just focus on getting open and catching them all. Um, so... You know, it was just exciting. You know, um, I think all of us, obviously, we're, we're young and, and, you know, every every moment, um, you know, I mean, you live for that moment. And so, um, you know, I just 
you know, there was nothing really to gauge on. It was just like, man, let's go out and, you know, play football, do what we want to do, you know? And so, um, you know, it was real simple. I mean, I was, I was definitely excited. You're always excited to have a chance to win a, a championship, but, um, you know, there weren't, there wasn't anything in my head about you have to do more, um, you know, because someone's not gone. It's just, or someone's not there. It's just, you know, you got to do your job. Well, there's definitely a lot of hype before the game. Uh, in terms of crowds, things like that, how did the World Bowl rank in your career to that point? How did it compare, for example, to what you'd played in at college? Um, I mean, for me, I didn't, you know, we didn't play in front of a big crowd. I think our stadium held 24,000. Um, but I, I feel like no matter where you're playing, as long as it's loud, as long as there's people engaged, as long, I mean, if it's a sold out house, no matter if it's 10,000 or a hundred thousand, um, you know, I feel it's that same intensity. Um, and f- so for me, it wasn't really necessary about the crowd, but I think it was about so much about the opportunities, you know, you go there and we're all looking for a job in the NFL and, you know, you win championships, uh, teams pay more attention to the players and so it was just that 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 part of it was really exciting and you know the 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 city the country whoever was around got involved and really um you know pushed us and helped us get there so you know it was fun they they embraced us at the end of the year and um you know it just it just made everything complete i still remember one of of my memories from from that season and and you talk about it yo uh, as far as you know, everybody embracing us and the, the claymores and, and this and that. And <laughs> I remember we, we, we get there and Braveheart had just come out. So we, <laughs> so, so we, so we go to the movie theater as a team. And of course, you know, we kind of stand out because Scottish people aren't very tall or very big. And here we are, you know, six, 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 seven, you know, six, four, I mean, guys all over the place. So we watch the movie, you know, we, we come outside and of course we're, we're ready to take on the whole world. It, it didn't matter. We were, we were all ready to go. And I remember this guy walks up to me and uh, he's, he says, uh, do you play for the Claymores? And I said, yeah, I, I play for the Claymores. He goes, good. He goes, you win one game, you beat the fuck out of the English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we are in the right place. <laughs> I, I remember that, you know, it was so funny because you don't know, you know, the, I mean, I didn't know the history, obviously, of William Wallace and, and, and Scottish, you know, independence from, you know, England and, and all that. And, you know, just, just, just to have that happen right after the movie was just like, <laughs> it was pretty surreal. But uh, they did, man. They, they embraced us. The, the tail, it was like you went to a tailgate and a football game broke out was the best way to explain <laughs> playing at Murrayfield. The fans were so engaging and, you know, just so appreciative that we were there to, to, to put on a good show and, you know, give them their money's worth and, Man, just it, it, it was fun. I mean, everybody painting their face and, you know, it was basically like a soccer style crowd, which, of course, you know, none of us have really played in with the horns and the whistles. And, you know, you're turning around, you know, making sure that the ball's, you know, somebody's tackled because there's, you know, 10,000 whistles going off in the stands and horns blowing. But, man, what a just an unbelievable atmosphere. And I, I think the, the, most, the most bizarre thing for you guys was it was uh, over 70 degrees, which uh, I think. You probably never seen in bloody Scotland. It was, I think, it was the first time that the sun had shone. <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was, it was warm for a change instead of most of the bloody season where you're uh, sliding about in the mud. What was the old saying? If you don't like the weather, just just wait two minutes; yeah, it'll change. Just wait ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember some was- of those. 
some of those practices, man, it was sunny for about five minutes and then it would rain for like 20 and then the temperature would drop like 30 degrees. And I was like, where were we? We steps. Steps. Yeah. We were good memory. It was steps, wasn't it? Oh my God. The wind could blow through there. <laughs> the wind blew through everything. Yes. Well, thankfully you guys blew through the galaxy. That's right. <laughs> From the game itself, there was a lot of football played on offense, defense, special teams. But what's the play that stands out in your memory from the game? Oh, it's crazy, you know, because I think, um, you know, some of those plays you just you don't expect to happen. Uh, I don't even remember. I think we ran we ran a post corner, um, you know, on the left side of the field down in the I don't even know which end zone it was. But the guy played it great. And, you know, I just curl back, you know, coming back, just like, okay, I'm going to run to the sideline, you know, at least give Jimmy a target. But, you know, I was covered pretty well um, and just tried to race back to the sideline. He threw the ball up. The only way I could get it was to go with one hand and still try to get my feet in um, and, you know, did it. You know, it's like you kind of surprise yourself. You just, you know, you just lean on everything you've done, you know, in practice and, you know, your quarterback and your quarterback trusts you, you definitely – um, you know, you get a ball thrown in coverage, you get a ball that's high and there's people around, um, you know, and, or, you know, a quarterback scrambling and getting drilled and, you know, throws it up to you. You, you, you want to give everything you have to make sure that he understands you appreciate that trust. So, um, you know, that was probably the biggest one. The other, you know, the other catches were, um, you know, a little bit more routine or, you know, open or, you know, a little uh, coverage lap. I had can't even remember the DB, but he was peeking in the backfield the whole game. So, um, you know, see, see, was, yeah. was? was he like 22 yeah, or something? The, the like funny, 20 the, yeah, the, 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 the funny thing is, I've connected with Cecil. He lives down in Columbus and his kid plays for you know, a really good school in uh, in Ohio. His kids get his kids got like 10. Offers, oh, really? But I've connected with him and. Razz him a little bit, yeah. So yo, Cecil, there was, Cecil's there, pillow was off awful wet that night. The one that, the one that, yo, the, the catch, the catch and run down the sideline. Did the guy try and punch the ball out or something? He kind of yeah. his wrong, wrong arm or something. Well, I think he he, he kind of, you know, had it pinned. Tried yeah, to undercut so he it. Tried to come underneath, and then when he couldn't get there, he just swung at it. Um, but yeah, it was he wasn't the the fastest guy. So I think he was just guessing a lot. Um, but yeah, on that one, he, he just, he tried to undercut and go for the interception. And then you use that full name. Yeah, we rolled, we rolled left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with you. <laughs> Sub five, baby. Sub five. That's all that matters. Right. Okay. Hang on. You'll need to indulge me here. Cause I can't remember your pace levels at this stage. Who was winning a foot race between you two? Oh, believe me, that's a that's a, that's a flat out insult. That is a flat out insult. Scotty was the, he was the only only receiver in NFL Europe that didn't have one yak yard. <laughs> I, I I swear to God, I had a hundred catches right in my career. I think eighty five of them were hitches. Oh, hundred percent. You had a hundred. You had a hundred catches for like. Maybe a thousand yards, maybe. <laughs> I, th- I think you're right. Uh... It's not the qu- it's, not, it's not the quantity, man. It's the quality of the catch. How about the uh... post and double covers against Barcelona? That was clutch. 
you know, that hey, listen, but that was your read. That was your region because that was backside. I mean, hell, the, the only reason I'm running a post is because it's a backside to try and freaking pull a safety out, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I couldn't believe it when I turned and saw the freaking ball in the air in that Barcelona game because Jim made some mad read where he's like, you know, he caught a safety cheating or something. And I'm just running my usual, all right, I'll just make sure I drag somebody wherever I need to drag them. And I turn the freaking balls in there. I don't run posts. I don't get the deep ball. I don't get the deep ball. Well, in the, in the, in the, uh, I think on the, in the little box score, I had it as a slant because of the, the, the depth you were from the line of scrimmage. Oh, come on, man. That was like, <laughs> that was like 37 yards or something. Maybe, maybe. That was a oh, nosebleed. That, that was, I think, that, that would be the longest catch of my career, I think, actually. But, um, yeah, that was a hell of a player. Uh, it was. That was. Was that week 10? Was that week 10 just before? It was we week 10. Right? That was against, yeah, we, was against Kelly, Holcomb. Beat, Kelly Holcomb. We could beat. Did we did we lose that game? We did. We 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 yeah. lost. We lost thirty two twenty seven. We we had the ball in the last minute and uh, just ran out of time. Because we could never win freaking Barcelona for some reason. Well, I mean, as soon as we got off the bus, everybody was at the beach, so that that <laughs> that, that, that hurt us every year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No one had seen the sun. They'd landed oh, in freaking Scotland in April. <laughs> They'd landed in Scotland in April and. <laughs> You know, from, from stadium, Florida, man. you know, yeah, yeah. you know, and and it was like, oh man, it was like, I don't know, 20, 30 degrees, 40 degrees, wind, snow, rain, and that was all the way up until a big bloody June. So, yeah, so as soon as people got to Barcelona, it was like, oh, what is this strange yellow thing in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> and Jim, what was your standout memory? Um, he, he, you know, Yo was talking about that catch, and I, I, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. I tweeted at you the other day, Yo, with that catch. I didn't see. It. I wasn't even. I wasn't. I wasn't even trying to complete it. I'm not even gonna lie. I saw. You know, I took off to the left because the pocket broke down a little bit. I saw that you. You caught me by surprise when you went over top the corner on the on the corner yeah. out. So as I was rolling, I was just trying to make sure that I got it over the corner's head because I didn't want to take a sack and take us out of field goal range. So I just I just threw it up. I I literally was trying to throw it away. And then when you I, I couldn't really see it because I got hit. And then you know I saw him throw the hands up. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. My reaction was priceless. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe caught that. I would, I'd like agree. I ripped my helmet out. I'm, I'm lucky I I almost headbutted you. I'm, I probably could have broke my nose. I was so I was so caught off guard by the fact that that was was a touchdown and a catch. And that was the great that was the 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 greatest catch I've ever been a part of. Oh, and that's that's what I tweeted ins- out. It was insane. You, it was insane. That's what I'm saying. Decades before OBJ, you were freaking, <laughs> you, were, you were rocking it. And I, 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 I had the best seat in the house for a lot of catches, you know, just <laughs> being on the field at the same same time, basically. And I, I was kind of, I don't know, I, again, probably running some kind of backside thing coming across. And so I got a great view and I could not believe it. I think I was one of the first there to, to jump about with you. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that that was that was an unbelievable moment. And then you know we we're talking about it offline. You know to to win on the Raider rule. I, di- I didn't even know what was going on. You know, yo, with uh, the fumble in the last two minutes, whoever fumbles it has to be the one yeah. that advances it. And at the time, I didn't 
I didn't realize what was going on. All I saw was Cyber picked the ball up and they ran for a first down and you got a, a guy like Pelur who's played 12 years in the NFL. And like, yeah, this is no big deal for this guy. And we're standing on the sidelines <laughs> with our breath. And then the referees, you know, kind of come together and we're like, what's going on? And then they kind of put the arm the other way for a first down and then they explain it. And we're like, oh, my crazy. God. That was crazy. I was, was crazy. Guys, I was telling the, the guys game last was just, night. Um, do you remember? You probably don't remember, but see, just before that, we like a minute and a half to, to go. We thought Frankfurt were going to onside it, they just scored or whatever, and they decided not to onside it. And I was out in the freaking hands team, yo, you were most likely there as well. And they, and they lined up, they lined up for kickoff, and freaking I'm back there. I'm surprised you didn't come up to me, yo, and say, No, 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 scoops, I'll take this. <laughs> I ended, I ended up having going to go on the bullpen yeah, on this one. I remember, I remember that. I remember that. I was, you know, I'm out there like hands team, hands team, and I, out I go right. Okay. And suddenly they, just, they they go eleven across, and everyone's yeah. like, "Get back, get back!" And I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I do remember that. Oh, that uh, was funny. But the game, I mean, the game itself just went backwards and forwards. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, no one ever really. You know, get their nose in front where they felt comfortable. You know. Yeah. No. Oh. No, it was a great game. Great game. Bizarre. Now you mentioned the game was back and forth, and it was. It was brilliant to watch. But we started perfectly. Marcus Thomas, of course, going in after just a few seconds. How did that help the nerves? Yeah, you know, when you steal a possession, especially the opening kickoff from a team like Frankfurt, and uh, you know, the biggest game of the of the year to, you know, get a, get a turnover and a score like that. You, you certainly don't expect it, but, you know, for, you know, for me, you know, being a little nervous and excited and to get spotted seven points before we can get on the field. I mean, that, that didn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> it was pretty here's exciting a, to see, to question, say the least. Guys. Here's a question. I mean, do I remember rightly, I mean, Gavin, Gavin Hastings was obviously a bit of a legend, you know, in Scotland at that time. And he came in, you know, helped us became a kicker. I don't think the World Bowl was was a great game for Gavin, if I remember rightly. I think there was. Oh, he shanked. He shanked too. I was going to say field goals are extra points. Extra points. Right, I know because I know there was like times when we were like, ooh, it just it just got a bit tighter. <laughs> it just got a bit tighter <laughs> than it could. Oh, I mean, to, I remember when Gavin came to camp. Came, came to camp that year, and he was, you know, just learning his craft, learning his trade. I swear to God, I can't remember. We had this massive, big oh, tackle. I can't remember his name. And Gavin just the ball never went. It was it was practicing extra. <laughs> oh, I remember <laughs> when he hit him. <laughs> never yeah. went more of eight inches off the ground and hit. <laughs> that I can't was, uh, was right the tricep. No, that was a. Uh, Wag. Um, that was that was Wag. Wag, was he, uh, yeah, he and I <laughs> talked about it like uh, about three years ago. The ball might have been doing that. forty miles yeah. an hour, you know. And it was, <laughs> yeah. and he, he, he was back to it, and the ball just hit him right the track. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Wag was going off on that about three years ago. <laughs> that was funny. Oh man. He wanted a piece of cab, boy. He, wanted, he did, man. He wanted to go get her. You can't, you can't beat up the Michael Jordan of rugby in his own country. I know, exactly. <laughs> he got, he, he did get better after that. He did get better. I think we lost Joe, huh? 
Yeah, I think Yo's dropped there. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, on Gavin Hastings, though, got to ask, did he ever take a hit or was he totally keeping himself out of the way? Do you, uh, well, I don't know what Jim will say, but I remember Gavin in one of the games making a hell of a tackle, making a hell of an open-field tackle. You know, you, you've talked about, you know, uh, Jamie Gellin at the Browns and stuff like that, doing things that people just don't expect. Gavin would mix it. And I remember him running, you know, he would kick off and run down there. And, I, you know, and I remember him making a hell of an open-field tackle and everybody going like, God damn, you know, <laughs> they hadn't seen it before. They hadn't seen kickers being like that. And Gavin wasn't a typical kicker either. I mean, let's let's establish that. I mean, he was obviously an athlete. He was an unbelievable rugby player. I mean, he was big. He's strong. I mean, yeah, I remember him going down, and and, and it wasn't like he was just kind of tiptoeing after he kicked the ball up. I mean, he was running down looking for somebody. He was a tough dude. He played contact. I mean, having played contact sport, he was he was probably more comfortable with that element than he was, you know, as I say, uh, kicking it with eleven guys running at him. Yeah, Gavin took the point afters, but I think it was Paul McCallum who was a field goal kicker. I could have this wrong. I'm sure he played in Scottish football, or there was some weird Scottish connection with him. That rings a bell. That rings a bell. He did, and and it's funny you say that because I re- I, re- I just remembered that. But he had like he had a Scottish claim or a, a Scottish flag tattoo, and then I think I, he had a Canadian flag as well. Yeah. But there was some connection to him being in Scotland. I, I don't was remember he, what it was. But... Was he was he actually listed as I, one of the national players? I th- I think he was. <clears throat> I could be wrong on that, but I I, I, I think that rings think, a bell. It could go either to, way, but they want to try and find someone you know who they could claim was Scottish, so they didn't have dudes look me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, he he had an unbelievable career. I mean, even after, yeah. you know, the World the world Bowl, I mean, he won, you know, at least, I think, two more great cups. And, I mean, he's he's a Hall of Famer in the CFL. I mean, he's he's that guy. I mean, he kicked till I think he was shit 44. I mean, like five years ago, he was still playing. <laughs> you can believe that. He was punting and kicking. Um, I think he finally shut it down after, what, 20, 20-some seasons up there? Yeah, having a quick look online. Uh, yeah, Paul played for Hamilton and St. Mirren. St. Mirren, I was going to say St. Mirren. He's also related to Brian O'Neill, who, of course, played for Celtic Aberdeen in Scotland. Yeah, that, yeah and as soon as you said that, that just reminded me. Now, do you know, it's funny, when we were doing that other podcast, Ben obviously said, oh, you know, Scott and I are two Scot- we're the only two Scottish guys at the Warble Rings, but I don't think, I think there's a, there was... A number of other Scottish guys were dressed and national players on World Bowl Sunday, and I, I can't remember who they were. So I don't think they got much, if any. I don't think any of them get any playing time. But there was, there was definitely other Scottish guys that. Uh, Wikipedia says Robert Flickinger was he a home player? I remember Flick. Oh, he was a national. He was a national. There must be others. I, I, I'm pretty sure if I watched the uh, the YouTube video, I would see some faces in the sideline. Again, I don't think they, they, there was a you know there was a lot of turnover in nationals at some points, but um, ah, it'd be interesting. God, it just shows you you can't even remember who you were playing with half the time. Yeah, it, it's funny because you, you you look and you're, I'm watching the game as I said. I'm like, wow, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I remember running out of the field. and it's, it's such bring a... in some big Washington Redskins guy, just a bit like week nine, Jason Buck or something? Yes. 
he was he, uh, I don't know and if he, he's from he Redskins. played in the league. Yeah, he did. He played the end. He was, a good he was player. a good addition just just at the tail end of the season. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> difference maker. Right. Take us to the moment that the clock hit zeros when you knew you'd won the World Bowl. What were your thoughts? I was just elated. I, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of just stepped back and just just kind of looked at the crowd and realized that I was fortunate enough to to be a part of this this team and to to lead us to a victory and to you know, to win another championship, you know, three years later after, after winning a national championship. And it was, uh, God, what a day. Uh, it was a beautiful day out. It was such a good game. I played well. I wanted to contribute, then turn the ball over. Um, did a pretty good job of getting the ball to, you know, you know, different guys to, to keep the defense honest. And our, our defense played, played lights out, created some turnovers against a very experienced, uh, uh, quarterback and Steve Plour, their wide receivers were outstanding. Their defense was tough. Um, just a great team win, man. Just a, this, just your, the culmination. Yeah. What was your stats in the day, Jim? Can you remember? Uh, I threw for about two, two, 275, I think. Three uh-huh. touchdowns, no picks. I think uh-huh. it was right around 60-some percent. That's awesome. I'm yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. Um, missed, some, missed some throws that I, I should have hit, but – you know, I got lucky with some of the catches that some of you guys made that day, to say the least. Oh, well, listen, you, you talk about lucky. I mean, you, you were saying a memory from the, from the World Bowl that sticks out. I mean, I'd, I got my hands in the ball, but one of them was when, I don't know if you remember, you threw it to Willie Tate and he was going to cross the middle when he got hit. And the yeah, ball just the ball popped up, up and you were behind him. It was I one just, of those I, yep. ones that's like you, you hear the kind of angel singing, as it's kind of spinning through the air and where's it? And and it was just perfect art just to go straight into my arms. It was it was, and, it was like they rugby passed it to you. I mean, it yeah, literally yeah. popped up and you were like, okay, think. I mean, it was like didn't right in stride. stride. <laughs> didn't need to break stride. And uh, and it was one of those you kind of you look back and you go, boof, you know, sliding doors if it went another another way, who knows? But the ball definitely bounced our way that day, that's for sure. Yeah. We talked earlier about how well the game started, but Galaxy came back and actually took the lead in that. Now, just before the halftime, in fact, I think it was eight seconds left on the clock, Jim, you hit Yo with a 16-yard pass. We go in with the lead. How important was that touchdown at that time? Oh, there's no question. It's huge. You, you know, you hear commentators talk all the time about finishing quarters, and, you know, that was an exclamation point. You know, it wasn't exactly what we wanted. We should have, you know, had an extra point on there, but... For us to to start the game the way that we did, going up seven nothing, to lose the lead, to score a touchdown, get the ball back, and then score right before half. I mean, that's a ton of momentum, and we get the ball to start the second half. So mm-hmm. huge, huge momo going into the into the locker room at home, big touchdown, um, crowds excited. You know, thirty more minutes of football, and um, I can't remember what we did on the first drive. I think we ended up punting, but. All the momentum was in our favor. Uh, we were playing really well on offense. You know, we started making plays at the end. And, um, you know, we had to pick it up because, you know, the offensive MVP, Sean LaChapelle, was out of the game with with a growing and an ankle injury. He ran the square and across the middle. And, you know, he went down. And, of course, Yo ended up stepping in. And, you know, we started going to him more. He ran unbelievable routes. The offensive line did a, a, a tremendous job of giving me time. And, 
Um, Saran did a great job, you know, out of the backfield, Dickerson, Kaelo, uh, and pass protection. And, you know, it's just a great offensive team win for us. And, you know, defense played great special teams, you know, were made some plays that, you know, the were difference makers of the, the opening kickoff, you know, putting seven points on the board to start the game is huge from a special teams because you don't count on that. So what did you do that night to celebrate? Well, John, were you on the bus that broke down? I was not, I don't think. Maybe I was. God, I forgot about that. I, you know what? I, I remember the bus. Do, yeah, we, we had to do physicals. Remember, you've just won the World Bowl, but what the league says, right? Okay, we want to, we want to get you guys out of here and the first thing smoking as quickly as we can. So you're going to do your exit physicals in the stadium after the game. So you had to wait. I mean, God, man, there was like they were doing Frankfurt's exit physicals as well. So everyone was pumped, you know, you were absolutely stoked from the win. And then you had to freaking just sit about and wait in your exit physical. So there was, as they filled one bus, they sent it away to Glasgow. And because I'd been doing some media stuff, I was obviously late at my exit physical. So I was on the second bus, which made it as far as Softon Prison and, uh, and promptly broke down. <laughs> I forgot that the, God, I forgot that the, the bus broke down. But you know what else, God, this just hit me. You know what I remember? <laughs> I, re- I remember the World Bowl trophy found it's, its way into oh. somebody's bag. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so like, are is. you kidding me right now? <laughs> so when, when, when was the World Bowl found again? The next day? I don't know, but you, you remember, right? Oh, I do remember. <laughs> I do remember. It had to be recovered. Oh, my God. Jeez, Louise. That's not, it's not an easy thing to, to hide as a souvenir, believe me. We, <laughs> no, it's we, not. And it's not, and it's not light. No, it's not. <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, my God. So, well, we, we, I ended up getting back to Glasgow at 2 a.m. That's when I get back to Glasgow. I don't, I, I don't, all I remember is I remember, um, I can't remember if I was on the bus that broke down. I remember we're trying to pound beers down. And I, I do remember we, we did end up making it to the Velvet Room, of course. Yes, we did. For a wee pint, if you will. For a, a wee pint of Guinness. Wee of Guinness. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't drink it. I, t- I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, I spent time in Scotland and I could not choke down Guinness when I was there. They're like, you got to oh. be kidding me. I'm like, I couldn't do it. It was too thick. Just couldn't do it. I went with Soon. tenants. I was a tenants guy. Yeah, exactly. That's a thirst quencher. I, I remember, what, I think I walked into the bar at like 2 a.m. And, and lined up like three drinks, like one a pint, one a shot, and like one something else. <laughs> I, I had some time to make, to, to make up, but uh, oh God, that was such a good night. It was, it was just... And also because, like, obviously being a Scottish guy, they used to make me do a lot of the media stuff as well. So I remember, like, Steve Livingston was, was doing PR at that time. And mm-hmm. he's like, Scotty. What a good guy he was, man. And I was like, Scotty, I've got, I've got you on Good Morning Scotland at 8 a.m. tomorrow. It's like, are you kidding me? I'm just I'm not like, going to go to bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. That's exactly what I, I want on the night we win the World Bowl. I know, you like you, you tagged me for an 8 o'clock. <laughs> oh man, you know, you're like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, just husky voice. Thank God it was radio. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's good. At least, at least, at least it's not like it is now, man, where they can do these Zoom calls and they can stare at you like, dude, you look like shit. How hungover are you? <laughs> <laughs> yo, no, I'm now. Yo, can you hear us? 
Yeah, sorry, fellas. It's been a rough day. My phone wasn't even, wasn't even charged. I didn't realize. All right. Were you on the bus that broke down coming back from the water bowl, or were you on the first bus? I was on the other bus. Were you on the first one? Yeah. You were, you were, in, you were in the velvet rooms early then. <laughs> yeah. Everybody there right, right on the room, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great to have you back with us, Yo. Uh, we're just chatting about how you celebrated the win. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> that's what, I mean, you, that's what I'm saying. You had to do exit physicals. Remember, in the stadium, as soon as the game was finished, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let you out of the stadium without doing your exit physical. Because um, if I remember, when did they make you guys fly? I mean, what did we play on the Sunday? Did you guys have to fly Tuesday, maybe? Yeah, I know we were there at least a couple of days. I know I can't remember. I can't remember, but I know I was there a couple of days. They used to. I mean, they used to try and get you guys out of there as quickly as possible. It was always it was always kind of weird, you know. You'd spent so long with everyone from camp all the way through the season, and then suddenly it was just everyone was throwing their bags onto the back of a bus and gone. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the way it was set up, the season, boy, you had to, you know, you got home and you had about three weeks till you had NFL training camp. Yeah. So you did. So you did. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, was, it was a quick It was a quick turnaround for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that, obviously, from when, when I had to go to uh, Bears training camp, obviously. <laughs> you had to go, huh? <laughs> yeah, you had to go. <laughs> hey. I was it was a tough turnaround. Keep yeah, 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 yeah. Hard to, hard to keep those legs fresh, boy. Hey, listen, that, that 110 pounds isn't going to bench itself, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Not too late, man. You can head down to Tampa. There's a really good trainer down there that hears oh, a lot of man. good things, Scoops. Yeah, well. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody alive that can get you right, Scoops. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, listen, all I care about is if I can beat you in the golf course, dude. So, uh, you, I mean, you might be able to right now. I haven't, uh, I don't even you know which end. Man, I, man, I'm telling you, I, I, uh, I was talking to one of the guys I play with all the time, and he was, you know, telling me he hadn't seen my 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 handicap on the app. And I told him I don't even know which side to hold the club on right now. I haven't played in so long. <laughs> I thought it's you used awesome. to have, like, what, didn't your foundation used to have a big golf day every year? And Yeah, yeah. We we probably haven't done that for about, I don't know, maybe maybe about 10, 12 years. It's been tough. Just well, that's it. busy. That's it. that's what I've told my focus on is, uh, is, is golf. So. Oh, yeah? Are you a golfer now? I was always <laughs> a golfer. You've played with you me. Pl- you know what? You yeah, know but I'm, you can't. You, you were awful. When I played with you, were awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> so that's what I'm asking. Are, are you a golfer now? Yes, I'm a golfer. I'm, okay. I, I am a high handicap golfer. I am a high handicap golfer. Oh Lord, you're still not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> so for you American guys, was there anything that you missed after being in Scotland? Anything that you couldn't get back in the States? I mean, I think even you know. The biggest thing about I feel about football is, uh, you know, the interaction with your teammates. You know, it's a, you know, to me, it's the greatest team sport because you have to have 11 guys on the field doing the same thing or doing doing their job at the same time to keep everybody safe and 
and to be productive and, and progress down the field. Um, there's a lot of things you do with your teammates um, that I miss, you know, and then when you have a chance to do that in another country or other countries, um, you know, at the age of 23, 24, like it's just yeah, such man. an impactful time, you know? And so just being around the guys in a, in a foreign country and going to the velvet room and then, you know, going and, you know, fighting on the field before and, you know, having, having some fun after is, uh, you know, I think that's the most thing to me, um, you know, and, and, you know, having big black guys from Mississippi, you know, go up to the haunted room and, and uh, you know, come flying down, you know, it's just, it's just all the things that we did together um, that, you know, you're never going to get those guys in Scotland together. You know I mean? It's just, you know, we, we had an opportunity to play football and, and, and see the world and see it with some great people. Um, you know, that's what I miss about Scotland. It's just the team was really cool. It was a, it was fun, you know. Just before you go fun. on to Jim, just before you go on to Jim, I just need to interject and tell you about how, you know, supportive you was of his teammates. I used to freaking room with this guy. <laughs> and he was nothing. I mean, he used to freaking torture me. He used to hide, he used to freaking hide behind corridor doors in the, the central hotel and scare the shit out of me by just jumping out and stuff. And his, his favourite thing, I don't know if you remember this, Joe, yo, was where we used to be walking like places and if there was someone in front, if there was like a couple in front, you would shout, excuse me, sir! And then you would freaking pants me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would you would jump to the side so that, so that you couldn't be seen and the, the couple in front would just come round. <laughs> And there would be this kind of skinny Scottish guy trying to pull his freaking shorts, <laughs> shorts back up. So that's the kind of that's the kind of teammate. Oh that's the kind of teammate. <laughs> well, I mean, Scoop was a stuffy little doctor, you know. So I was trying to get him to loosen up. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple oh. things that I remember. I mean, I remember a lot. Like you said, yo, I remember when. Uh, Scoops loaded up that van and we went on the Highlands and Islands tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> you know, that. We, we went to Inverary and Inverness and Sterling and, you know, Loch Ness. I think it was that 97, Jim. Did we do that in 97? No, that was that was, that was was six, wasn't it? I have no idea. Was it? Was that the Warrable year? I thought it was it 96. We, we did look, no, because was, was Barry Stokes was not with us in that trip? Oh, was it 98 then? 98, I think I was 98, and we, I, 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 I oh, maybe it minibus. was. I hired a minibus and packed it with beer and big men. That was 98, <laughs> you're right, yeah. Drew, Drewzy uh, and... And we just, we like, three days off or something, and I just said, come on, we ended up at the uh, Island Down and Castle and things, you know, from Highlander, and... It was so cool, whole, man. That, that was... the whole Loch Ness yeah, thing, and, oh, my God. And I was yeah, his designated driver for the whole bloody thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the only three days of your life you haven't drank, bro. <laughs> oh, he drank. He was just the best drunk driver. I just didn't drink when I was driving. <laughs> listen, oh, I mean, man. you guys will never understand how much freaking fun all that was. Back then, for oh, me, man. You know, and, and, and you guys are a, a big part of my life, and everything that, that happened subsequently, and it's been fantastic. But it's all it's all built on the bedrock of of 
being a claymore and, and everything that it, it set up for me. And I mean, I met my wife in the velvet room. Oh Lord! <laughs> no, it's a good thing. It's a oh, good okay. thing. Don't yeah. worry. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think uh, you know, you, you know, being in Scotland um, and the way that you know Jim and I, you know, would hope to have a shot in the NFL. You know, you you never know what it's going to look like, but um, you know, I tell everybody that having the opportunity to go to Scotland helped me, um, you know, as a man first and then second, you know, as an athlete, as a football player, understanding what you can really accomplish, um, you know, wherever you're at, you know, it's still about putting in the time, you know, making sure that, you know, you're going to stand your ground on the field um, no matter where the field is. And then you get with good people. Like I said earlier, man, I, I, I love, you know, I mean, there, we, there's, I, you know, a couple bumps and bruises with certain teammates, but, um, you know, I still respected everybody, you know, and love, love the effort and, and, and just the way we went about our business. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely helped me in the stuff I'm doing now and, and, and my, you know, my fight and struggle to get in the NFL. Um, and it was fun. Like at the end of the day, boy, I had fun. Like I, I just refuse, you know, to, to do anything, you know, that's not fun. It was a blast. Yeah, we, 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 when you were offline, we were talking about it earlier, yo. And, you know, the one thing I remember about that year was, you know, training camp and, you know, Steve getting the start. And I mean, I, I know that I, I was pretty pissed for a while. And I know that you were there for me a lot. It's like, man, you, you're fine. Just, just, just stay ready. Just stay ready. Talking about, you know, life lessons and, you know, being a part of a team and being ready when you get that call. To, to get onto the field. And I, I talked, you know, like you said, you talked to your guys. I talked to my quarterbacks about, man, you got to be ready when you get the call. You know, Steve went down week eight against Amsterdam. I was fortunate I came in the game and played extremely well and I never left the field. However, if I wasn't mentally prepared or wasn't, you know, in a good frame of mind, you know, I go in there, I play like shit. Steve's the, Steve's the starter and we're not even having this conversation. And, you know, we were both small school guys, you know, me smaller than you, but you know, we, we always played with, with a big chip on our shoulder. Like we had something to prove because we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I went to Mountain Union, went to Idaho state with Nussmeyer's ass. Who's <laughs> yeah. still coaching with the Cowboys, by the way, you see that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we had something to prove. And and if it wasn't for NFL Europe, I, I wouldn't have been able to parlay what I did for 10 years and 13 seasons and all the leagues that I played. And, you know, you, yo, went in the, went in the MVP and, you know, shit, returning the opening kickoff in Super Bowl, won another Super Bowl, won another Grey Cup after that. Man, what 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 NFL Europe and, and being a part of the Claymores did for both of us was was huge. And it was a huge part of my career. And the people and the memories, you know, like we're talking about now, just makes it that much better when because you really don't you, you get it, but you don't get it when you're, you know, a 23, 24, 25 year old kid, you know, out in, a, in you another country. I used to I used to love it when guys like you come back, you know, like both of you come back, and there would be a lot of guys that wouldn't have done that. They wouldn't have come back to Scotland, I think, you know. And I I, I used to think that was great that after a season you kind of went, no, I you know yeah, I enjoyed it enough, you know, I I, I enjoyed it that I'll go back there because you know there's a lot of guys that would say. Would say I ain't going back. I'm not doing that again. That's beneath me or whatever. But you know, I there must get back be there something. fast enough, man. When ninety, I was I ended up with with on the active roster in ninety seven. 
with the bills. And then, you know, I finished out the season that year and I'm like, I'm not getting better. There's a number three guy running the scout team wide receiver and not getting reps. So I'm like, I, I couldn't wait to get back to Scotland. I couldn't wait to, to play there again. And, you know, we had a tough year that year. <clears throat> it rang up my shoulder, which, you know, that was, <clears throat> that was really tough. You know, we, we ran through like 10 wide receivers that year. That was another thing that was just unbelievable. So many injuries and, but it was a fun year. I mean, we, that 98 team was, was really close to, and I have a lot of great memories from that year, even though we didn't win a lot, but, I, I loved playing there. I couldn't get wait to get back and play with guys like you. And you know, you, you already Jim, had those relationships. Back, you come back in '98, and you you must have come back in '99 then with with Damien Craig. Um, was that '99? Yeah, yeah. '99. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played with I played with DC. Yeah, it was nine. It was '99. That was '99. That was the six eleven game. That's a monster. Ooh. Yeah, because ninety nine. Nah, I don't think that was it. Because I was a. Uh, you played in the six hundred and eleven yard game. Yeah, I was with the I was with the Vikings. Did I come back after Minnesota. You must have because you were in the six. Go, go on, Cameron. Google the six eleven game. What was the date? Right. Yeah. Let me look that up. Well, okay. Yeah. I'll give I'll give you I'll give you and Jim the trivia question then. Of the six hundred and eleven yards thrown by Damian Craig, how many did I have? Eleven. <laughs> What's the over under Vegas? Not a freaking not. There wasn't even a ball came my way. How how did you not even just how run into a catch? I played like, <laughs> like forty snaps a wide out, and he threw for six hundred and eleven. And I didn't get a freaking. Oh That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, 22nd of May, 1999, uh, Craig throws for a professional American football record passing yards of 611 yards in the game. There you go. God, you can back 99, Joe. That's mental. I, I yeah. don't. I, I mean, my memory is very bad, but I do not remember being there in 99. <laughs> you've, you've erased it from your memory. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when we went back, yo, after uh, after the World Bowl, like in the in the spring for two weeks and did all that PR stuff? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> that was a good time, man. Yeah, that was real fun. That was, that was a good that. time. I watched, I watched more snooker and more darts those two weeks <laughs> than I think I have in my yeah. whole life. I'm gonna tell you one one thing you didn't want to do is be in the hotel room watching TV. That's one thing, boy. So, guys, how does the World Bowl stack up in your career achievements, either compared to what you did at college or what you've gone on to do since? Um, you know, for me, it's you know you being a a big part of winning a championship game is huge. Um, and and it it, it like I was saying earlier, it helped. You know, in that you know four or five hours that we were out there on that field from warm up to finish. Um, a lot of things went on. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, we had to adapt to. There's a lot of things we got hit in the mouth that we had to, to react to. Um, and so you learn a lot in a football game and in championship games, you learn um, even more, especially if it's a, you know, it's a really good hard fought game. You learn a lot about yourself and, and understand that, you know, you need people to be great. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I, I put it up with anything I've done, um, you know, athletically, anything, um, the Super Bowl, Grey Cups, all of that. Um, 
because I was a, you know, big part of it, a huge part of it. It wasn't like I just, you know, got a ring. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's as high as anything that I've done athletically. MVP, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was special. For, for me, it's, it's top two. I mean, the only other thing that was, you know, close to that was, um, winning the national championship, being a, being a part of the, the first one at Mount union. And I was talking about this earlier, yo, I was just up at uh, Mount not too long ago. And Dom Capers is a famous NFL alumnus from, from Mount union. He just put in like 1.2 and, you know, our school and meeting rooms. And I mean, it's just incredible. And to, to go back there, I mean, it was just there this week <clears throat> to be a part of the first one to, to put Mount on the map was, is, pretty special and to see everything that that's happened, you know, since then was, was special. And, you know, the world bowl winning the first championship for the Scottish claymores and, you know, the first, first one and winning it at home. That's, it's either that one of those two without a doubt, it was, it was special that day. And it, and it was even better because we we're at home to, to win it for those fans that, you know, went through the, what the two and eight season in 90, 95, when we two and eight that year. If I remember yeah. right, with uh, was it Matt Blub? London, London from Virginia, yeah. So to flip that from two and eight to to one in the championship, that's that's pretty special. And Scott, how does it rank for you? Well, what would you expect me to say? Of course, as the absolute <laughs> pinnacle of of anything. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I was saying earlier, guys, when I was Ben and I were on, when I when I get you know, the chance to to do what I did as a hobby and someone was going to give me money to do it. And then suddenly I was running about a field with guys who I'd watched on TV or who were of that calibre and quality. I didn't know if I would be able to play a second of football at that level. And I never, you know, they cut five of the nationals within the first two weeks of, of camp in, in 1995 and only Ben and I survived the cull and, I didn't know if I would ever catch a ball, play a down, you know, and to, to go through that, I mean, I call it six balls in 95, uh, most of them hitches, as you would expect. And and then it went to 96, then it went to 96 in the way that that transpired as well. And when I started, I'd, I'd always never wanted to hurt the team. I'd always wanted to, to help if I could, you know, there's a big difference, you know, just don't make mistakes, don't do anything stupid, don't hurt the team. And then in, in 96, I felt like I, you know, always, always belonged a bit. And, uh, and then, you know, as I said this, when Sean went down, it bumped you up, you bumped Lee up and it bumped me up, you know, suddenly, yeah, yeah. you know, suddenly I was getting on that biggest game and my role, whatever it would be, would, would, would enable to be a bit bigger. And there was, it was, it was just fantastic from, from start to finish. And as I say, I can shut my eyes and, and picture it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Right, last question, because I feel like we need to get this one sorted. Yo, in a race from the one-yard line to the one-yard line, exactly how many yards head start would Scoops need to be able to beat you? <laughs> Man, I would say, and I'm going to be real, I'm going to be serious on this. I would say you have to put Scotty, give him about 88 yards head start. <laughs> Scott, hey, it used to amaze me. Like, 
Like, like it, it used to amaze me. I would watch him run. And here's how he got open. Because you never knew which way he was going. Like, he had these little bony fingers that would, like, as he would run, would turn one way. Then his knees would go the other way. His elbows were going one way. And then his head, because the helmet was so heavy, and he has, like, a skinny, like, kind of bobble-headish, you know, looking body, <laughs> that the helmet would be everywhere. Like, DBs couldn't cover him. He wasn't – it wasn't his speed. It was just this, you know, like they say – Act like you're, you know, make make the DB think you're going another direction. They had no idea where Scotty was going. <laughs> Do you not remember we used to see him back then? I was I was just tendons and ligaments, just tendons. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Not a not a not a muscle fiber on him. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, they, no, hey, Captain, hey. they used to be careless of my my three percent body fat. Don't you worry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, all one hundred and sixty pounds of it. I, I was about to say six four one twenty. but like all jokes aside though i i uh i was really impressed scotty used to be out there and i mean we'd be in one-on-ones and guys would be talking trash to him and you know he pushed him around he kept getting up fighting and you know by the time i left out of there scotty would beat people in one-on-one routes like dbs lined up against him or in the nfl and he would turn them and and, and it, it, it says a lot because when I got there, he was 100% out man. Like, it wasn't even close. Um, but, you know, he didn't care. He kept working, kept fighting. You know, nothing phased him. And, and I mean, it was impressive. It, it, it's really impressive, you know, uh, um, you know, when you're supposed to win the fight and you're winning a fight and you keep going, it's like, okay. But when you, you know, get off the ground, get off the ground, get off the ground, study, understand it. I mean, it was it was special, man, and 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 Scotty was inspiring. He really was. I appreciate. I really know. Listen, you are really appreciated. There's one one thing that in all my ten year career never ever could do, and even you could never help me was uh, beat press, man. I could never. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I could <laughs> never beat press, man. And there, I mean, I joked about it earlier, but <laughs> when I get the chance in '97 to go play with the Bears in that exhibition game in Dublin. That was a real NFL camp they sent me to. These guys were freaking, you know, they they were all playing for their careers there. Yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, talk about just getting dominated, man. They used to do, <laughs> used to do press, they used to do press man drills, and I'm up against freaking eight year vets and shit. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh man, they would yeah, just put me in the water. They would just put me out of the water bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that. I mean, that's the that's what you have to do in the NFL. You know, anybody can get open in zone, but. At some point, they're going to come, and once they see that you can't beat that, it's You're done. Over. You know, it's over. <laughs> every every done. guy will come up and press you. That's what ended my NFL career then. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, big guy, I hate to break it to you, but that was done long before you got there. <laughs> <laughs> I, my reputation preceded me. No, I told <laughs> None of you guys who know this story. I told Cameron this once. And I completely forgot about it, and I just remembered. So in like two thousand and three, like I, I was engaged, I think, to my wife, or you know, we were. I don't obviously met her, so it was really late, two thousand three, two thousand four, and I'm in my apartment, and the phone goes. Do you remember there was a? I don't know if the, there was this guys with Lantern and Nick Polk. Does that name ring a bell? Nick no, Polk. He was one of the managers for the league. He's one of the the kind of operations. So it's him in the end of the line, and it's 
the end of the season, he's like, Scott, it's Nick Pope. And I'm like, oh, God, Nick, how, we, we are, good to hear from you. He's like, listen, we were going to send one of the big German national receivers to uh, to camp, NFL camp. You know, they were sending nationals to to make practice squads then. And he's yeah. like, and he's been down injured. So we, we're looking for another national receiver to go to camp with the freaking New England Patriots. <laughs> I was like, In all three? And I'm like 33 years old. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably running, probably running a freaking, I don't know, a five-two or something. And I was just, you still gonna just beat Brady? Yeah, Should have gone. Exactly. I, just, I just did this image in my head of like Ty Law just picking me up and just, do you know? And, and I, oh, and I said to him, I was old enough and wise enough by that point. And I just said. Nick, I don't know if this is what you expect to hear, but but thanks, but no thanks, you know. <laughs> no chance. I expected me to be like, oh man, that's freaking awesome, you know. And I was just like, I can't do it. I'm 33, you know. I can't just go out there and be beat up for freaking a month in the hundred degree heat. And yeah, yeah, that that was gosh. a smart decision. So uh, yeah, so there you go. So, so even when I was 33, the, the NFL was still trying to get me. <laughs> that that's the moral of the story. All right. That's the moral. <laughs> I think that that's that I, scoops mic drop right there. Exactly. I think, I think we, sh- we we shut it down on that. <laughs> but get, listen, guys. I can't. Again, I can't thank you. As soon as Cameron said you guys were going to be on and it, it got you, I was, I was absolutely pumped. As I say, it's just some of my life memories with you guys are just just fantastic, you know. And and it's so good to see you again. It's so good to see you. For sure, well. man. Right, guys. Love you, Dave. See you all soon. All right. Okay? All right. Love you guys, man. So good seeing you. I see you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Cam. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Absolutely brilliant to hear from the guys there. A brilliant podcast. But that is the full-time whistle for episode 150 of the NFL Scotland podcast. Keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter because we've got an exclusive Scottish Claymores t-shirt that we're going to be putting available for sale only for the month of July. So it's going to be a one-time offer to go and buy this exclusive design t-shirt by Goatee Designs only in the month of July. Keep your eyes out for that. But beyond that, please do keep sharing your thoughts on this podcast and every other. We'll be back again very, very soon to talk more American football. But until then, bye for now.